0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Jake Jorgovin. He is the founder of Outbound Creative, an agency that helps other agencies find and win their dream clients. He's also the author of, I think it's still an upcoming book, Win Your Dream Clients, uh, founder of Lead Cookie, and does a lot of work on helping companies prospect and win clients on LinkedIn. So, Jake, thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me on here, John. Excited to be here.
0: Now, you have a podcast as well that you've been doing. You want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, my podcast is called Working Without Pants, and uh, I interview other agency owners and consultants, and most of it's kind of on sharing their story and diving deep into that question of how do they get more clients, which is kind of what I've focused my entire career around.
0: Now, I, I you know maybe I'm old school, but I have gone to work every day with pants on.
1: Ah uh, yeah, I'm sitting here in sweatpants right now, so I <laughs> guess that I am wearing pants today, but they're sweatpants so.
0: <laughs> All right, so 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 tell me about this dream client, and maybe you know maybe I actually ought to get you to define you know what makes a client a dream client rather than hey a client that said they'd pay you
1: yeah, so uh basically the the whole kind of concept for the dream client campaign. Uh came up where I basically read The Ultimate Shale- Sales Machine by Chet Holmes many years ago. Um, this was back when I had my own video production and animation agency. And basically, at that point, what I did was um, I got kind of pretty serious about that. And so it's this idea of saying, you know, if you had to go and figure out a list of, let's say, just like 25 of who would be your absolute perfect customers, right. um, you know, and then basically build a plan to go after them. And I'll first of all say before we dive into this topic that the dream client campaign is not for everyone. Uh, It's for people who are already doing extremely well, and you feel that your like capabilities are above the customer level that you're working with. Hmm. And um, so that's where we were at my agency. We were like doing what we thought was we, we were doing like very groundbreaking technical and creative work, and we knew we had the portfolio to get to that next tier of customers. And so that's where we basically went out and we launched a dream client campaign. And for us, that was basically going after the top 25 event producers. Uh, It could be because basically what we did was animation and graphics for stage productions. Mm -hmm. So we found a list of like the top 100. We basically scraped through everyone by hand and picked like who the top 25 were. And we just started going after them and basically just would not stop until we got meetings with them. And we probably booked meetings with seven to eight of them over the course of a few months. And then, you know, the first one of those that converted to a customer was actually on Walmart's corporate conference. So I got to do this, you know, insanely massive project, bigger than anything ever that we had done. And it was, you know, basically because we had had great work, we knew we were capable of producing at that level. We saw what else was out there, but we were just, um, you know, ready to, to take it up that notch. And so that's kind of where the Dream Client campaign. Uh, came in for us and how I got started with all that.
0: You know, and I I sing that song a lot. I mean, there are a lot of uh, consultants out there that their life would be much better with six or eight more clients, and yet they... Are out there spraying, you know, the internet <laughs> to uh, to try to find it, and I think that that idea of identifying twenty five you'd like to work with and spend massive amounts of time impressing them uh, is probably a far more profitable way to uh, approach. And especially if if you've you know you've already said this is somebody I would really like to work with, then you know you've you've kind of got that qualification thing out of the way.
1: Yeah, and it's, you know, the the danger I've always kind of warned people is that if you you if you if can aim too big, yep. uh, you know, I've, yeah, I right. ran some dream client <laughs> campaigns a couple of years ago for some customers and we got them meetings with the director of digital marketing at Budweiser mm. and they were just like, you guys, I mean, this is awesome. Glad, you know, we're meeting here, but you guys are too small for us. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, um, you know, it's possible that, um, you know, you can aim too big for that. So I always kind of warn people before you go down that route that you need to be, high-performing and just ready to take it up a notch. And that's kind of when the dream client campaign makes sense for someone.
0: So are there um, components to a dream? I mean, are there standard? I'm sure you – obviously, there are lots of different things and ways in which you have to customize. But are there some standard approaches to a dream client campaign?
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the standard things you first just start off by really thinking through who that is, building that list. 25, I think, is probably a good number to start with. Um, and you know, and, and then basically, what you want to do is kind of just start planning out what your steps are, are going to be. And basically, you know, when you're doing this, it's all going to be some form of outreach or some form of starting that relationship with them. Mm-hmm. But basically, to do this, you've got to be prepared to just keep going after them. Keep doing whatever you can to get in front of them. Try to meet them at events, trying to interview them if you can, yeah. or trying to just you know get a meeting. Trying to mail them things in the mail. Basically, like you just do whatever it takes to get that relationship started. Get that first meeting, and then nurture and build upon it from there. And this is stuff that takes often over a year to sure. start to see actual revenue realized from this. Yeah. Um, but it's you know it's a super powerful tactic that you know if you've got the relentlessness and you're willing to have someone tell you no and still keep going after them then it works well. But it's it's not for the faint of heart or the people who uh, who are adverse to selling. So
0: well, if you want some impetus for starting a podcast, Jake just gave it to you because uh, <laughs> a great reason to start a podcast is to interview your top twenty-five dream clients. It'll be great content and it'll it'll open the door at least because that person's going to respond to I want to interview you a lot more than then I want to come and tell you about our company.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing if I wish I'd had a podcast back when I did my own dream client campaign because that's what I tell so many people to do now. Yeah. Just start a podcast and interview your target customers. Yep. You're going to learn so much and build relationships with them and build relationships with other partners in that space. It's one of the the one of the best tactics I've ever started. So, it's been great.
0: So I know you also do some lead mining for organizations with a, a kind of a newer venture called lead cookie where you're helping people identify and engage folks on LinkedIn. So tell us a little bit about, and I'm, I'm going to set this up by saying that um, I think there's a lot of companies out there doing that. It's a pretty hot thing right now. And you know, I personally know that I get a lot of spammy stuff on LinkedIn. So, you know, help us understand, you know, is there a way to do this that is both effective and, you know, is not going to come off spammy.
1: Yeah. So the the whole psychology that we take with it is that uh, people don't want to be sold. They want to buy. And that's kind of the whole mentality that we, we basically take with this approach where uh, when we're reaching out to people, we're never just like basically saying, hey, you know, buy our services because there's a lot of that junk you get on LinkedIn and it just annoys me and I don't even read it whenever I realize it. But what we'll typically do is you know reach out and just start something very casual, um, just saying, hey, you know, I saw you had a similar interest in design thinking. Or, you know, we'll try to, you know, build on a similar interest or something about the industry and um just say, hey, I thought I'd reach out and connect. So something very just low friction, that's like that's the initial connection request. It's just something very low and casual and just basically saying that they looked interesting or you saw they were interested in this and thought you'd connect with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the simple one. And then after that, you know, it's, again, whenever they accept it, we send them another message that's, once again, not sales. we were saying, hey, thanks for connecting. You know, let me know if you're interested in talking more ever. I look forward to, look forward to talking with you or sorry, or just, you know, have a great week or something like mm-hmm. that. And we put our little, we put a little like tagline in there. And this is the signature where we just put basically kind of a, a simple, you know, maybe five to ten words is going to position you. Um, and so, you know, again, for we were talking about Juliet before this, but hers is, you know, I help franchisors help um, franchise or find franchise or attract franchisees through marketing. And so, um, you know, find some short and sweet little tagline that you basically put as the signature to all of those. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you're never actually pitching them, but some people see that and they say, oh, hey, um, I'm interested in learning more or tell me more about what you do. And so by doing that, like basically people start to come to you mm-hmm. and start to, you know, say, hey, I'm interested in learning more. You know, I'm looking to find more franchisees or something like that. So it's um, that simple kind of thing of just putting the tagline in there to position yourself properly, but not making the pitch and letting them come to you is kind of the approach that we've taken. It's been working really well.
0: So when I talk to anybody about LinkedIn as a marketing tool, um regardless of industry, the first place everybody goes is is cleaning up your profile. Um how well, I'm not going to ask you how important that is because I know the obvious is you're going to say, important. <laughs> but um you know, what are some ways that uh that can make your LinkedIn profile work for you?
1: Yeah, again, the the biggest thing is I really is the tag is the that tagline that you have there. So the the tagline that you put on your profile, which is like the first thing you see under your name, is pretty much the most important thing. And that's pretty much whenever we work with our clients, that's where we've put most of the focus on getting that 100% right because we'll use that in the messages and that we send out. Um, It also appears anywhere on LinkedIn that you post on your newsfeed or you comment on someone. Or you know you're in the messenger window that tagline is everywhere, so getting that right and positioning that and if you've I'm sure um, John you've got other content out there like how to do some proper positioning
0: sure
1: um, but yeah it, like getting that positioning just right is probably the the single most important piece of it um, and then the rest of it is to make sure that your profile. Isn't just about you. You know, a lot of people just start writing all their credentials and their work history, and no one really cares about that. Um, and so you kind of sh- switch it and you take almost kind of a a sales page kind of format, or like start talking about the company and like how you solve their problems, mm-hmm. um, what you do for them, and switching it around that, and then maybe having a little bit about you in there, but really making it more about what you do for other people than making it about yourself.
0: Yeah, and I, it's interesting uh, because I do think the the you know the advice is well, nobody cares about that stuff. There is a point they will care about that stuff, but they don't care about that stuff first. You know, all your credentials and who else you've done work for, and all the great services you offer. Once somebody knows you and likes you and trusts you, then that stuff does become important. So I I don't think we're saying never have any of that, but there is a journey <laughs> that they have to go on. You know, before that stuff, I think is important.
1: Yeah, I like to lead in with something about them and then maybe yeah. even just do like a line break and then have the part about you.
0: Yeah,
1: um, And I think that's like a good, simple way to kind of yeah. to frame that.
0: Well, we've been actually uh, designing websites that way today that uh, above the fold on the homepage needs to be a big honking problem statement <laughs> that uh, is accompanied by a promise for you to solve that. Uh, because I think that's people have to kind of get drawn in that way. Because a lot of times they, you know, I find anyway, most people, many businesses anyway, know something's wrong, but they haven't necessarily attached their problem to your solution. So you've got to help them make that connection, I think. Yep, that is exactly right. So there is, and and this I did uh, a little bit of, uh, I think, snooping on Lead Cookie to find this. I had not heard of this tool called Duck Soup. Um, which uh, is is a you know a little tool that uh, I think you employ in, in, um, in kind of helping drive traffic to somebody's LinkedIn profile and and with the idea that if people are visiting it, uh, maybe they'll find something they like there. So you want to talk about that that uh, Chrome extension? Yeah,
1: so there's um, there's two of them out there that I've used, and they're both pretty pretty good. Um, there's eLink Pro and DuckSoup. And um, there's a bunch of other features to them, but I really typically I don't like to use the automated messaging features because that just scares me to have a, a robot sending things on my behalf. Um, but what we do use it for is there's a tool in there where you can um, basically put up a search queue, so basically you know you build a really detailed search queue of your target customers, mm-hmm. and you let you just basically tell DuckSoup to go, and it starts just. Um, basically visiting profiles. It doesn't message them. It doesn't say anything to them. It just visits their profiles. Mm-hmm. And then if you've ever gotten those emails or you've seen the notifications from LinkedIn saying, so-and-so viewed your profile. Well, what happens is you start showing up and, you know, basically, you know, if you're doing 500 a day, that's 2,500 people a week that you're showing up in that who's viewed your profile section. And not everyone checks that, but you can still expect, you know, a good... Five to maybe ten percent of people will actually check that pretty regularly, and if they if your tagline, once again, the t- basically it all it shows is your name, photo, and tagline. If your tagline hooks them, mm-hmm. then they'll click into your profile, read more, and then maybe they'll connect back and actually engage with you. And so that's kind of when you start running that, you'll just start to see you know, basically, I, I typically see anywhere from ten to twenty five new connection requests every week coming through from running that plugin.
0: And, and do you need to have a, a what LinkedIn calls a pro account to, to use a tool like that, or is it uh, – uh, Yeah,
1: you would have to – you upgrade to Sales Navigator. You can do it on premium, but it's not as ideal as they've removed a lot of the search features. Mm-hmm. So um, to do most of these tactics effectively yeah. that I'm talking about, you would have to use the LinkedIn Sales Navigator so, tool. So
0: that's where the search – all the, the, the kind of more advanced search functionality comes in. Yeah,
1: but it gives yeah. you that advanced search functionality. lets you okay. search more people. It's just – Uh, And it gives you just you can get really detailed into who your ideal buyer
0: is. So let's say you know ultimately, you know, we're not just trying to have nice friendly conversations on LinkedIn, we're trying to sell stuff. So Mm -hmm. if we've targeted people and we have got their attention and now we're starting to engage, you know, is there a point at which you know we can comfortably go in for a you know a more sales, you know, oriented at least hey, I I'd, I'd like to make an appointment. I'd like to show you what we do. I mean, is that is that a natural progression or is there a point in in which, you know, that just needs to be part of the campaign?
1: Yeah, so what we typically do is again, like I said, we take this approach where we try to get people to come to you. So you have a lot of people that are asking you questions right. or they're, or they're maybe even asking you about your services or starting uh, something that way. So sometimes people respond and they're just immediately showing some sort of interest or talking about their own pain point or need because your positioning has already set that up perfectly. Um, but then the other thing that happens is that, you know, sometimes that doesn't quite happen or sometimes people are just friendly and they just engage in a conversation. Right. Um, and so what we typically do there is what I try to tell people is to try to think through what are some questions you can ask. That are going to position the conversation in a way that's going to, first of all, help you qualify them um, and also kind of keep the conversation going. And so, you know, I've been using this for my own consulting, which, you know, my tagline is I help agencies and consultants win their dream clients. And so a lot of times I'm asking people, you know, I'll, I'll compliment them and say, hey, you know, your, your prof- portfolio looks great. I love this project you did for so and so. You know, how do you guys go about getting most of your clients? And that's a really good telltale sign for me on what they're doing right now. And that's gonna basically help me qualify if they're actually a good fit or not.
0: So then is is part of the goal to move them you, you know, obviously like you said, you're engaging in a conversation. Is part of the goal then to move them off of LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, at some point then um, yeah, once you actually get into a conversation or you identify the need or you actually make that pitch or that ask at some point, you know, if someone came back and they said Oh, you know, we're just doing word of mouth and referrals. Then I'll say, "Oh, well, I can probably help you with that or build up a new lead generation channel for you., uh, would you want to you know set up a time for a call? So, yeah, I typically would then try to move that and push that to a phone call once you've got someone qualified or showing that interest. And um, at that point, I typically recommend using some sort of booking widget or getting the conversation Mm -hmm. to email. Mm -hmm. Um, So I use Calendly Calendly a lot through LinkedIn just because, like, you don't have their email yet technically Mm -hmm. unless you were to kind of go, like, hack LinkedIn and pull it out of there. But Mm -hmm. um, typically to be, like, you know, you just uh, try to do a booking widget or get their email so you can send them a calendar invite.
0: Yeah, I must admit, and I've shared this with other folks, um, I'm a big fan of email hunter, <laughs> which is a uh, Chrome extension that can help you find uh, people's email addresses, uh, only because you're going to use them in very uh, responsible ways. Um, so Jake, I, it is, we are in September of 2017 as we're recording this, depending upon when people are listening to it. Uh, is when your dream clients the book out yet or will it, when will it be out?
1: It is not out yet. It's one of those that I started, and I have just been. uh, I hit the pause button partially because Lead Cookie took off quite Mm, quickly. Uh, (laughs) So I had this idea for Lead Cookie, was like, hey, I'm going to try this out. And um, pretty quickly, I had a full fledged business that is scaling really quickly. Uh, So the book has slightly been put on the back burner. I have the majority of it written, um, but need to. Finish it out at some point, which will happen, but not quite sure when I'm going to actually get that one released. Uh,
0: okay, so where can people find – what's the best place you want to send people? Um, obviously, leadcookie.com is, uh, is one yep. of them, but where else would people find out more about uh, the work you're doing there?
1: Yeah, leadcookie.com would be the main site. And then uh, also where I put out my own podcast and I also blog on a regular basis and where the book will eventually be published is at jake-jorgovin.com. Awesome. um so or then go to workingwithoutpants.com if they want to find the podcast there and see a picture of me without pants on oh, so
0: <laughs> well we will have links to all of that in uh, the show notes that so probably will not have a picture of you without your pants on they'll have we' we'll, we'll save that for your a visit to your website so that Jake, sounds good Jake thanks for joining us and hopefully we'll run into you out there on the road someday thanks a lot John hey thanks for listening to this episode of the duct tape marketing podcast I wonder if you could do me a favor Could you leave an honest review on iTunes? Your ratings and reviews really help. And I promise I read each and every one. Thanks.
2: This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network.